podcasting, blogs, online courses, online training, coaching, masterminds, digital products, physical products. These are all ways that you can supplement not only your income, but build your influence and reach as a small design firm owner. And this week, we'll be talking to someone who has been doing that for quite some time. This week, I have Mark Arlapage of Entree Architect. Stay tuned. Giving architects and landscape architects the tools and strategies to be seen, heard, and valued in the marketplace, and telling the stories of leaders building thriving design firms and attracting their ideal clients, this is From Architecture to Profitecture. I'm your host, Jake Krakowski. Let's get started. So Mark Arlapage started his architecture firm uh, back in the back in 1999, I should say, and soon supplemented that with a blog, which became the Entree Architect community and academy and line of products and a very vibrant Facebook group, uh, which as of recording this has just shy of 6,000 members. And I want to welcome the very busy Mark Page to the show. Mark, how are you? I'm doing well, Jake. Thank you. For inviting me, I, I'm honored to be uh, on your show, and thank you for the great introduction. Absolutely. So, um, want to dig in. Really, the the focus of of today's show, I want to to give firm owners uh, and firm leaders insights into how they can start to add these other pieces to the puzzle, rather than just providing quote unquote traditional design services. Um, so, maybe if you want to go back to to when you started your blog, what was your what was the impetus for that? What was your thinking? Sure. I, I, uh, my wife and I are partners. She's an architect as well. Her name is Anne Marie McCarthy. Uh, our firm name is Five Cat Studio. And uh, as you mentioned earlier in the intro, we started in 1999 and um, immediately launched a website back before architects had websites. <laughs> and so that helped us launch. And uh, and I always joke that Anne Marie and I sort of make the perfect architect. She loves architecture and design and all the things that traditional architects love. She doesn't like business and I love business. I thrive on business. I love the game of business. Um, and so together we were very successful that, that, um, and are very successful and we, we enjoy working with one another and, uh, and because I was focused on the business side, I sort of gobbled up all the content that I could about business, especially for business and architecture. And in the early 2000s, there was none. There was nothing on the internet for business, for architects, specifically for architects. Um, and so whenever I found something, I would post it on a blog. I was just, I started as a personal blog in 2006 and, uh, and just, you know, I would post a, a link and then I would write about it. So I, I would remember what I was thinking about it. And because there was that sort of void in the, the, uh, in the internet, um, for that information, it very, very quickly, um, uh, uh, created a community. There were lots of followers who started following the blog and commenting on the blog. And much like we have today in the Facebook group, the comments became the community. Um, and that community, um, throughout the years, it grew and we became a family just like we have in the group now, although it's much larger today. Um, there's like a couple dozen people following me, following me back then. And many of them are still there and still active. Mm -hmm. And um, they encouraged me in around 2000. Well, they started in the mid 2000s 
Um, and it took me years to actually execute on it. Um, but they're the ones that said, hey, you need to make this into something more. That this is great. I love your posts. I love having this community and this conversation, but you need to make it into something bigger. And so I committed, uh, I created something called the, my 12-12-12 project. And so um, on 2000, December 12, 2012, I announced that I was going to launch EntreeArchitect.com and launch the podcast, the Entree Architect podcast that same day on December 12, 2012, and have been podcasting ever since. And the community has grown from there. But that's how it started. And that's how how uh, I sort of went from architect to entrepreneur architect. Mm-hmm. I, I have to imagine it was a little more complicated to publish a podcast back then. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it was it was even worse than the technical side of it. Um, it's And I think this happens with everybody, and this happens to me on a daily basis still to this day, is the fear of it. You know, the fear of mm-hmm. taking that first step and executing on it. Um, and so I would always find an excuse. Oh, it's too difficult <laughs> to do. Or, I, you know, I can't find the information or it's too expensive to buy the equipment. And, you know, there's always some reason why I wouldn't do it. And that's that was why I said, OK, if I create this 12-12-12 project, um, then I would have to do it. Right. I'd have to. I set a deadline and I was held myself accountable. I put it out to the world that I was going to do this. And the world was, you know, 25 people. Right, and right. Uh, <laughs> and but I, you know, I committed to it. And so by committing to it, you know, scrambling a couple of days before the deadline, trying to figure out how to launch a new website and how to launch a blog. I mean, a, a podcast. I just I had to do it. So I had to figure it out. And that day, 2012, actually 2012 at 12 o'clock. Uh, 12 12 p.m uh, um, is when i launched the first episode and then i actually i did the first year was monthly and then the second year okay. I went weekly and it's been weekly ever since gotcha well it's that yeah i i can completely uh relate to that idea of accountability which is why at least for the time being this is a live show <laughs> so when i yeah, when i tell people I thursdays at three that. it's thursdays at three or yeah, where it's on me. Yeah. So when you started doing this, I thought that I'm like, up oh, there. He's, he's he's committing to this and he's growing because I've been watching what you've been doing and I love what you're doing because I love Appreciate any it. architect that sort of uh, takes the lead and shares their knowledge so the profession grows and that's exactly what you're doing and I'm and I'm proud of you for doing it. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, okay, so you're building you're building this this following um, both on the screen and in people's uh, headphones. What was the what was the the move to to then begin uh, releasing products and courses? Well, th- when I launched it, I launched it with the full commitment that this was going to be something way bigger than me. That was the the plan from day one. I wanted to create a platform that transformed the profession and uh, improved the lives and the businesses for sm- specifically for small firm architects, the community that had grown around this blog. Because there was nothing for that. The AIA back in the early 2000s almost ignored us completely. They never talked about business at all. Only in the last five or six years have they really been mm-hmm. talking about business. I've been going to conferences for years. And only if, you know, last few, four or five conferences have they even used the word business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have come around and things are getting better. And, and they do uh, spend, they have a lot more resources for small firms. Um at, at the AIA, but but that was my my plan was to um, uh, sort of focus on on that effort because it was something bigger than me. 
mm-hmm. from day one. I, it had to be a business. You know, it either had to be a business or a nonprofit. And I want it to be a business because I believe that if I can grow this as a successful business, then everybody who's involved in it uh, benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the intent is to grow it way beyond me. I finally decided, okay, I need I need to you know, get through my fear again, go to the next step, try to figure out how to sell some products. And that was really difficult back then because mm-hmm. they did not have the platforms that they have today uh, that makes it, you know, one click and you have, you know, you have a Spotify, you know, not Spotify, a Shopify right. uh, site and instantly sell products or, or, you know, physical products or digital products. Um, back then you had to sort of hobble together a bunch of different resources and and sell stuff. And so the first thing I did is I took all of the, business documents that I had developed myself for my own architecture firm and just packaged, packaged them up as a PDF set. Uh, actually, it was a Word document set. It's still available today. It's called Foundations. Mm-hmm. Anybody can buy. You can go to entrearchitect.com slash shop, and you can, I think it's shop or store. You go to home homepage. It's on the top. Um, and, uh, and sold those. And they sold immediately because people were looking for that kind of right. stuff. They were looking for, it was a whole set of, proven completed business documents and checklists and for trans just some of them were really simple and transmittals that kind of thing and some of them were checklists and you know calculators and there's like a whole organization of them i took all of everything i've ever done and i did that for two reasons one was to start monetizing the idea sort of bring in some revenue so i can grow it um but also to share everything i know because that's part of entree architect too is to encourage other architects to to break through the traditional secrecy that our profession has had in the past um, and encourage architects to share with one another, share everything, uh, share their knowledge, share their quote unquote secrets um, and and share their resources. And so that was the idea is that I would share my own personal documents that I developed and start monetizing the the platform. Has the Facebook group been been there since, well, Facebook started groups or... Uh, no, Facebook came, came later. I, I don't remember exactly the year it started. It's actually on the group. I think it says when it started, but I don't remember when it started. But but what happened there was that um, I first launched the a LinkedIn group. And the LinkedIn yeah. group was very was thriving as well. It's still there, too. Mm-hmm. The LinkedIn group is, is almost 20,000 members now. Um, the problem with the LinkedIn group is that um, we let anybody in that wanted to be in. And it very, well, not very quickly, over the years, it became saturated with marketers and spammers. And right. and today, if you go in there, there are architects in there having discussions, but there's a lot of junk and mm-hmm. we don't really maintain it anymore. It's on our list to go in there and clean it up and try to reboot it. Um, but when uh, Facebook launched their groups and it started some momentum and and Facebook, when, you know, after, soon after they launched groups, um, they started promoting groups. And mm-hmm. if you started a group, then it's sort of Facebook was helping you boost the group to get it out there to other people. And so I took advantage of that opportunity and started the group and learned from the first group to make it a private group and be very selective of who goes into the group. And that's why today that group is so, so healthy uh, from a cultural point of view is that that group is only architects and architecture students. So if you're not an architect and you're not an architecture student, you're not allowed in. And so, and the architects that are in that group know that. Um, It's very important to me that the culture of that group uh, stays healthy to the point where we're sharing with one another, we feel safe with one another. 
um, we and we feel supportive and and uh, and uh, encouraged by one another. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a very very positive place, um, and that's actually one of the rules: is that you're not allowed to to be negative. You're not allowed to to you're not allowed to bring politics in. You're not allowed to to bring religion in. You're not. It's only about business, life, and leadership as an architect. Right. Um, and it's about being positive and supportive and encouraging. There are there are thousands of other places where you can do all those other things. And so it's not like you can't find that kind of stuff. Right. Um, in our group, we want it to be positive and supportive. And because we've been very, very careful and diligent about making sure that that culture remains healthy, um, it has grown very, very quickly. Like you said, it's almost 6,000 members now. Right. And they're all architects. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, almost a perfect segue when, as you're talking about a, you know, a, a tight-knit community with uh, at least somewhat aligned <laughs> goals at the time you started the the academy or, or masterminds if you will um was that was that an organic progression you know you're you're selling products you're selling courses that seems it only seems like the next level of involvement and then the follow-up question to that is how did that was there a point where balancing that with your actual design work became a little yeah yeah that's a common question yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 um, the membership came, I think it was 2012. Um, the, I was selling those, those products. I, you know, the, the, the documents I then, after the documents, I packaged my owner architect agreement that I custom built with my own attorney. And that's called a hybrid proposal. And that's now all over the world. People use it as a template. Um, I sold that as a course. It was my first course. Mm-hmm. I, I shared it as a digital walkthrough of the document and then gave the templates away for free um, as part of the course. And uh, and so that was very successful. And then again, it was the community that asked for it. The community said, you know, what else can we do? What else more can we do? And, and masterminds sort of through the internet became popular in other industries. Masterminds became very popular around 2012. And I thought, well, this, that would be great. Let's start a mastermind group. And so I just started one mastermind group. I facilitated it. I, in, I put it out there. Um, it sold out immediately. I had, I think I had uh, 15 seats in the original mastermind, sold out within just a couple of days. Um, and today we have 14 masterminds. And wow. every one of the masterminds are facilitated by a, a volunteer member who is a mastermind member as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the facilitators have complimentary membership to the mastermind groups and the resources that come with it. And, uh, and they run the meetings and those groups are, they're really special places because they're about, um, they're about five to 10 people in each group. And, um, the groups that have been around for a long time and it takes a long time to get to this. So the newer groups are working their way through this process, but the, the original groups, the original three or four groups that, that were built, have been around for years now. Those people are best friends. Those people, they, they become advisory boards for one another, um, but they also right, become sure. really good friends. And a lot of those groups actually schedule vacations together and, and <laughs> go away together and meet in person when they you know, go to the conference and that kind of thing. Uh, but they, they start out as a weekly meeting and the, I think they're almost all weekly. One or two of them are bi-weekly. Um, and uh, there's a hot seat. So one member is in charge of what the topic's going to be. And so they say, well, here's an issue I'm dealing with. I want to talk about this this week. And that's the concept of a mastermind is that I, 
I, as one of the members of the mastermind, come with an idea or a struggle that I'm dealing with that I want to explore, and all the minds of the other people work together on this one issue, and they solve the problem or they, you know, help get the person further along through the process. Um, and you have all of these different ideas and different experiences and different, you know, uh, knowledge levels coming together as a pinpoint mastermind, all of them together as a mastermind, and solve the problem. And so they do that every week, and they grow closer and closer as they do it. Actually, that brings up a, a question, certainly in, in the case of the startup, are, are you or are other more seasoned architects jumping in on those calls to help to help guide them? Yeah, specifically for the startup architect group, it's it's facilitated by another startup architect who's been very involved from very early on. He's been a member of an earlier group. Um, it was his idea to start up the startup architect, which mm -hmm. often happens. You know, it's sort of a theme now <laughs> that that I keep bringing up that the the membership and the community tell me what we should do, and then we build upon what they ask for. Um, right. Nick Nick came to me, the facilitator of the startup group, and said, "Well, I'd love to do this. I'd love to create a startup group." And so we did that. And specifically for the startup group, um, I did offer him, you know, whenever you want me to come in, I'll come in. Um, there are other more seasoned architects that have also offered, you know, to sort of be mentors to the people in that group. In addition to the mastermind membership, there's also a basic membership um, that people can join if they didn't want to commit to a weekly group meeting. There's another lower level master, uh, lower level membership where they have access to all of those resources that I sell. Those resources are free to members inside the membership. Um, and then they also have um, access to our monthly expert training session. So all members have an invitation to a, to a monthly webinar where I invite an expert to come in uh, and teach on one specific subject of business. And so every the first Wednesday of every month, we have a live webinar with an expert that teaches. Um, and so the basic membership has access to that training session and then all the recordings of those training sessions was probably about 60 of them now um, and, uh, and access to all the resources that are in that and access to the Slack group. And so the Slack group also has general channels. So everybody who's a member has access to the private Slack group, which is sort of like a mini Facebook group. It's, it's, it's not as big as the Facebook group, but there's you know, a couple hundred people in there. Right, wow. So are you on any of those weekly sessions or the Slack channels, are you jumping in from time to time? Yeah, the, the expert training sessions I host. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm part of those. Um, an additional thing that I haven't discussed is every Friday um, we do a, an open session. Uh, no, it's called the Entree Architect Sessions. Um, one of those monthly Entree Architect Sessions, those are open to anybody. Uh, we mm -hmm. post the links the, in the Facebook group for those. Um, there are four of those, so I don't remember which Friday is which, but there's a, um, a system session, which is talks all about systems and processes, uh, there, and that's hosted by Earl Parson. Mm -hmm. There's a startup architect session hosted by Nick, uh, Cornea, who, uh, Cornea, sorry. Um, I always make that mistake. It's, uh, Cornea. And then, um, and then, uh, there's a third one that is the, uh, not so small firm that is for larger small firms. So firms that have like more than five people, 10 people, mm -hmm. 12 people, 15 people, those firms are still small firms, but they have different, different issues. And so um, uh, Mike Maturo hosts that every sometime during the month. And then the fourth, I think it's the fourth Friday of every month, I, I, I host a, um, an open session, which is sort of 
the the remnant of the original mastermind group that I hosted the original mastermind group. Now another facilitator hosts the original mastermind group. Um, but I still wanted to be connected to everybody. And so I have a, an open session to talk about anything anybody wants to talk about uh, once a month. But I'm also available. Um, I'm always in the Slack group. So I'm always responding to people in the Slack group. But I'm also available to any of the, the mastermind groups who invite me to come in. And I'm happy to. I like talking like this and sort of sharing my knowledge. So right. um, I'm happy to to jump into any of those groups when I'm invited. Does all of that cover the workshops or is that a separate entity that you mentioned? The workshops are separate. The workshops are sort of the next step up. Um, so sort of in the progression, there are products. Then there are, is the basic membership. Then there's the mastermind membership. And then um, there are workshops. The workshops, there are two separate workshops um, that we've developed. One is a uh, financial management workshop. I uh, teamed up with Steve Wintner who is the author of Design uh, Financial Management for Design Professionals, The Path to Profitability, that book uh, that a lot of architects have on their shelves. Um, and then there's the other workshop that we do that comes later in the year. It's called the Build Your Brand Workshop. And I've teamed up with Jeff Eccles on that. He's a, an architect uh, marketing expert. Um, and we just launched the Entree, Entree Architect Build Your Brand podcast right. that launched last Tuesday. Uh, we've started a podcast network, and Jeff's is the first new podcast on that network. My podcast is at episode 320. Um, he's at episode one. Mm -hmm. And uh, and the Build Your Brand podcast basically is taking the information that we teach in the workshop. And he has, it's really interesting. I hired Demetrius Lynch from Spaces Podcast to become my creative director. He worked with Jeff to create this new podcast that's very different than the Entree Architect podcast. They've developed it as sort of a story-based podcast, sort of like 99% Invisible. Mm -hmm. And they've they've taken um, Southwest Airlines and they've broken down the brand of Southwest Airlines uh, over 12 uh, episodes. It comes out every two weeks. Interesting. And he he teaches, he breaks down a piece of the, of the Southwest brand, explains how they're doing it, why they're doing it, and then applies those lessons to architects and say, okay, architects, here's what you can learn from this episode. And every episode builds on the last episode. So we take the information that we learned from last episode and we apply it to the next episode and it goes on and on and on. So you sort of want to start at the beginning and then work your way through the, through the whole thing. Obviously none of this happens without support behind you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. At, but at the start, was it, was it just you and your wife uh, putting these things together and putting them up online for sale? It was just me. Just it was you. just me because we <laughs> we still have an architecture firm, and so um, in the beginning, architecture firm was my primary sources of income, and we were partners and, and worked through that. We still are partners, and and things have changed a little bit because we moved from New York to North Carolina in July, right. and so things have changed because of that move. Um, so right now, Entree Architect is really my primary source of income and my primary focus of growing this beyond me, um, but we still have an architecture firm and still have some projects up in New York. And, and mm -hmm. so Amory's focused on, on that. Um, so I've built uh, Entree Architect myself at the beginning. Um, and then the first hire, I tried a couple of uh, virtual assistants overseas. That didn't really work for me. The communication lag, the time between became a problem and the technology, they didn't really have enough uh, bandwidth to do the things that I needed them to do. And so that really didn't work. Charette Venture Group, uh, mm -hmm. came to me. I've been, um, 
associated with them since they launched. I've been a jury member on their uh, architecture business plan competition from the very beginning. But essentially, they invest in architecture firms, help them grow, and then as they grow, everybody benefits. Through the business plan competition, which was a promotional um, tool for them to sort of get their the word out about who, who they are and what they do, um, they saw Entree Architect as a great investment. And so they invested in me. I, we were Entree Architect was Stride Venture Group's first investment. Now they think they have 20, 21 invest, investment partners now. That was a huge benefit to us because they invested time, they invested money, and helped us sort of take the initial things that I had built and 10x them. You know, made them much work better. We went onto a new platform called Rainmaker that helped us sort of integrate everything and uh, and got the brand out there. So sort of rebuilt the website and the way it looks. Um, helped build build the logo and the new brand. So that was a big help to sort of have that team back me up and help me grow. So now my podcast producer, Sarah Rowe, uh, is also a, a, um, uh, an employee with Sure Adventure Group. So I've hired her separately to help me. She was doing that as through the partnership. Now she helps me uh, as, a, as a part-time employee. I also have a, um, a full-time uh, assistant now that's remote, that's, that's uh, local to me here, but we never see each other in person. That's all over over the internet, and uh, and I've hired Demetrius to help launch Gable Media, the new podcast network. Interesting. So that's yeah. essentially my 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 team now. Gotcha. Well, you you, you answered it for me. Whether uh, I was curious to hear whether CVG was purely financial and advisory, but it sounds like they had you know they had team members helping you with the actual doing <laughs> as well. Yeah, when they invest, it's not just money but it's it's they have a full team that's really their model is they bring their team to you and help you grow your business with this full support um and the money is there just to sort of uh you know help grow the business right and then and and i don't know you know i think every every relationship every partnership is different it depends on the on the partnership um you mentioned rainmaker what it is that your does that hold uh handle your course hosting as well or is that particularly kind of on the back end of the business. Yeah. Rainmaker is basically the back end of Entree Architect. And mm -hmm. um, what it is, is a fully integrated platform that does everything for me. So everything that you see coming on the front end is coming through the Rainmaker platform. The podcast is hosted there. Mm -hmm. The, um, the, uh, the blog is there, you know, everything that we need, we can sell products through the system. They even have um, email management. I don't use the email side. I use um, ConvertKit for my email list, but mm -hmm. um, but uh, they have their own. It's called RainMail that does similar things to ConvertKit. Gotcha. Well, that sounds similar. I'm currently building with a product called Kartra, which is a, it, yep. similar. It's it's that all-in-one. Yeah, similar, trying to be, similar trying to be all yeah. <laughs> Video hosting, email service, uh, website, oh, yep. product, uh, course hosting. So yeah, there's... That's one thing I, I think it's important for people to understand. There's there's a hundred ways to get this done, to get things out there into the world that aren't just uh, construction documents. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I guess a bigger maybe it's a philosophical question. In speaking to, to to small firms or sole proprietors, and they want to start to bring a big big air quotes passive income uh, into their business, what uh, what kind of advice 
might you give? Yeah. I, first of all, it's never passive. No. <laughs> there's, there's a tremendous amount of work in passive income. Um, the idea of passive income, you know, that you put something out there and then forever it just makes you money. You know, that's sort of the myth, the myth of, of passive, passive income. But in truth, in order to create anything, anything of value, you have to put a lot of effort into it. You have to create something that is valuable. Um, and that's not going to happen overnight. So it takes a lot of effort to create something that's worth something. Um, and then you need to, you know, put together a system that could sell it. And then you need to maintain it. You know, you need to, you know, update it and you need to promote it. And so it's not, you know, all the blogs that I write and the podcasts that I do every day or every week and, and the podcast network, there's two sides to why I do that. I do that because for one, I want the profession to grow beyond me. I want the, the profession to thrive. And I think that what I'm doing is helping do that. Um, but I also am doing all of that to gain attention in order to bring income to the platform so we can continue growing it. And so that's not passive. That's a tremendous no. amount of work. It, it is a full-time job. I, Entree Architect and the work that I do um, with the blog and the podcast and the 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 membership and all, you know, the, 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 the Facebook group, everything that I just talked about is a full-time job, way more than a full-time job. You know, I work a tremendous amount of time. None of it's passive, right? You know, this income coming in, you know, from the membership that once the membership is set up and people are, are members, yes, there's income coming in, but that's, you know, it's recurring income that helps, but that's the model. Um, that doesn't mean it's passive, you know, it's with the idea that it's passive where I've just, you know, I've put it out there and now I can go to the beach. You know, and, and it'll just money will just keep coming in. If I go to the beach, the money stops coming in because the value goes away. As soon as the value goes away, people cancel and the membership goes away and the products go away. And, you know, it'll sit out there for sale, but no one will buy it because there's no value there. You're not creating any sense of, of value. You're not creating any uh, uh, source of attention in order to get people to notice that it's there and that that it could help help people. And so the idea of passive income um is is not passive but to answer your no. question what i would say for for architects who are considering doing some something beyond their traditional firm the easiest way to do that is to sell plans is to create a a, a plan set um of architecture design some new houses or design some some uh universal um, additions or whatever you want to sell and put together plan sets and, and sell them create a, a platform where people can push a button and they can download a set of PDFs and gain access. Somebody I would highly recommend that you check out if you're interested in that is uh, Earl Parson has, has launched Clever Moderns. Mm -hmm. He focuses on, um, on Quonset Hut houses. That's sort of his platform. He started off as sort of uh, small modern houses, but he's building a, a Quonset Hut compound in Arizona, which is really cool. You should go check it out. And, uh, and he's building a platform that he sells um, uh, tools and resources for people who want to build Quonset ho homes and uh, has developed a set of plans that he's giving away for free that will be a lead to being able to sell premium plans. And, and so he's a perfect model if people wanted to sort of look at. And he's a practicing architect as well, which is interesting. Similar to me. Um, his platform has grown beyond his architecture firm. And now most of his architecture clients are coming directly through Clever Moderns where they buy up a, a plan set and then they hire him for consulting to help them build this thing. Mm -hmm. um, because the idea for them is that they, it's a do-it-yourself you know, uh, uh, method. 
that you build this Quonset hut yourself. And so mm -hmm. he's there to sort of advise and, and consult and, and do design work, do architecture work for people all across the United States. That's great. Plus, plus all the, uh, the construction admin and, and progress all becomes online content to <laughs> push yeah. through. Yeah. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah it's, bet. Bet. it's dipping your toe in the, the world of, online products, e-commerce, whatever you want to call it without straying too far from what you do as a professional. Yeah. So that's, I think yeah. that's great advice. What, what, what has happened at Entree Architect and, and the things that I sell have always, and I've mentioned this throughout our conversation here, is that it's always been something that the community has asked me to create. And so if you want to do this and you really want to commit to something like this, um, I would say start with the community and the content. You know, first first start with the content. Create some valuable content, whether it's a blog or a video channel or a podcast or uh, Instagram, whatever you want to do, commit to something that you are fully committed to and develop content for that that's valuable, that people want and they want to consume it. They want to become part of what you're doing. Um, that will um, attract a community of people who are interested in what you're doing. And once you start attracting those people, then you offer them a community, whether it's a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group or some sort of community where people can join and be in a private place. And that's important. I've learned that over the years, that the, the community has to be a private uh, place where you can cultivate the, the culture in the, in the community. And then once that community is there and people who are interested in what you are creating are there, that community starts to grow by itself. And all you sort of have to do is water it and keep it healthy and it will continue to grow. Like you said, the, the Facebook group is, is, I think it's very healthy. I always say that it's probably the, the most positive place on the planet for architects to join. Um, every once in a while, it gets a little dicey and I have to remind people why they're in there. Um, but that's all part of the maintenance, right? That's part of watering the, the, the community in order to make sure that it's thriving and, and blossoming. And so I'm mixing my metaphors. Um, and so, but, but the, uh, but that community is really important because that's the community who also wants to buy things from you. So once you've developed the content and you've developed and cultivated the community, that community will start telling you either directly or indirectly in the things that they're talking about, here's what we want to buy. I wish there was something like this. I wish there was a, a, a contract that was easy to, to understand something that doesn't scare my clients. Okay, I have one of those. I'm going to go take my contract that I've developed for myself because I had those same issues. I'm going to bundle it up and I'm going to offer it to you for sale. Now it's super easy to click a button. You can buy that from me. And now you've, you've provided me some income. Right. You've got a great contract that you can start with as a template. Um, and the profession grows and Entree Architect grows. Um, and so that's the process I would recommend that. And it's not easy. It's very difficult. It takes a long time to get to the point. Started this in 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 uh, 2012, right? And and way beyond that with the personal blog. 2006, I started it. Um, it's not something that you can just snap your fingers and next week you're going to have you know enough passive income that it's going to make an effect on your lifestyle. But if you keep doing it, it can be like Earl. Earl's the the work that he's doing now is almost all coming through that platform that he's created. Um, but it takes a commitment and it takes patience. It takes a lot of patience. Um, and that's why it's important that if you're going to do it, 
you do it because it's it's something that you're really passionate about mm-hmm. you know because it's going to take a long time it's going to take a lot of effort there's going to be many many months where you think this is not, not worth the effort um and you just if you're really committed to it and you really have a passion and you have a vision and a mission for the bigger piece like i said i don't this is this when i'm long gone i want entree architect and gable to be out there thriving beyond me and that's when you look at it like that that this isn't just about me and my income it's about the profession and the bigger world out there it's much easy, easier to keep going because you're not looking short term anymore you're looking long term you're saying okay i have to get through this slag here this 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 moment in my life where it's not working out and i'm not making enough money i'm living on the edge because i've committed to this and now i'm not making enough money to live you know there'll be times like that if you're really committed to creating something like that and uh and if you're looking at it in terms of long term that this isn't about me this is about others it's much easier to break through those times where it's tough right yeah F- finding your why is i've also heard it <laughs> called, oh yeah yeah finding your why 100 percent. yeah yep. I, I can say that you know the consistency that, that you've had seven plus years on the podcast something i admire so thank you Keep it up. <laughs> I will. I, I'm in it for I know the there's a lot of us that enjoy listening. Thank you. Um, so, so what's next for either Entree Ar- Architect or Gable? Yeah. Well, Gable, people are asking me about Gable. Um, Gable, it's interesting that for a very long time, actually way before Entree Ar- Architect ever existed, I wanted to create something um, that was uh, a place that sort of integrated my architecture firm with the technology and and it's evolved over the years the plan for gable is to create a um the technologies and the platforms for architects to practice architecture online so remote and uh, collaboratively and do all the things that we need to do um as as architects but do it here online um and so that's the long-term plan for it and we launched Gable Media, which is also owned now by Gable Technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we develop new products and new technologies, uh, Gable Technologies will be the piece of that. So that's sort of the the next step. That's sort of that's sort of me saying, okay, this is where this becomes much bigger than me, right? And so Gable Technologies gives me the entity to grow this into a much bigger platform, a much bigger company something that you know we can look for funding and that kind of thing uh gable technologies incorporated will allow me to do that mm-hmm. and do you see gable media bringing on other podcasters yeah we're actually in talks right now with several people to create new new podcasts and that's the idea behind gable media is to create a platform for other um architects other design professionals other building uh professionals to uh to create podcasts so either people who have not yet created a podcast that should Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's lots of people out there already you know uh providing information out to the world and have a platform but they don't have a podcast and so we're talking to some of those people and that there are some people who who um who already have podcasts but don't want to do all the back end kind of stuff and that's what we're looking at with gable media is that um we're allowing the creators to create and we're creating the back end and the support to sort of, you know, uh, edit it and produce it and publish it and monetize it and do all the stuff that's difficult with podcasting mm-hmm. to make it work. Um, and then we will 
you know, share, share the benefits that come along with doing all that work. And so they'll be able to be creative, get their message out to the world without having to do all the, the tough stuff. And we'll partner up with them. Gotcha. You're not, you're not busy at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. And, uh, but when you look long-term, it's, uh, it's all worth it. Good stuff. Well, th Mark, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on the show here. MontreuxArchitect.com and MontreuxArchitect.com slash group if you want to check out and apply to join the Facebook group. Yeah, thank you, Jake. I appreciate, I, I appreciate you for doing what you do. And I appreciate you for inviting me on here today to, to talk a little bit about what I do. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you stay up to date with future episodes. Connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Jake Krakowski. And for show notes and much more, visit profitexturebydesign.com slash podcast.